Today's guest on the podcast is Anna Woods. She was one of the first people I interviewed. She's the founder of She Strength, and she's just a cool gal. She started out working out in her home years ago when her kids were young, and she's basically built a whole online empire of encouraging women to work out, to train with whatever minimal equipment they have in order to move forward to change their lives forever. So I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Anna Woods of She Strength. Welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast with Meredith Atwood. We all have the same 24 hours each day, and it's what we do with those hours that makes all the difference between our health, happiness, and success. Welcome to another episode of the Same 24 Hours Podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Atwood. Today's guest is Anna Woods. She's coming back. Hi, Anna. Hello. So, Anna, you were like one of the first interviews I did. Like maybe, I think you were episode three or maybe four, three or four. Yeah. So welcome back. a little bit. Well, thank you for having me back. Like I said, I was trying to remember how long it's been. It doesn't seem that long ago. But. I know. I know. So lots has happened since, I guess, March of 2017, I think, when we recorded. Okay. So let's start with telling everyone a little bit about your story and um, kind of how you started She Strength and, and what motivated you to do that. Sure. So there's a whole lot of different aspects that go into it, but I'll try to do the short and sweet route. <laughs> We've got all the time um, in the world. It's fine. Oh, perfect. Um, so for me, I um, we lived kind of in rural Kansas, which is where I'm from, um, and we didn't have a lot of access to a gym. I would travel about 30 or 40 minutes to work out at a local CrossFit gym when I could. Um, but we had a I had one child that was five. And then I just had another child. She was a couple months old. And then we had just committed to adopting um, a child with special needs. And my child with special needs and my youngest were only going to be 11 months apart. And so I went from one to three very quickly. And then adopting a child with special needs on top of that um, obviously limited my gym time. Um, because at the time, I kind of just started dabbling in CrossFit. This was 2000, early 2011. Um, and it was kind of just becoming popular. So I just started lifting a little bit. You know, I'd been an athlete before, but then you have kids and you kind of lose yourself in all of those aspects. And so I was just getting back into it, wanted to get rid of the baby weight, but also knew that I couldn't drive 40 minutes to a local gym. And I had a lot of troubles with local gyms being able to handle my son Blake's um, needs. He has Down syndrome. Um, and so he wasn't crawling. You know, he had a lot of issues um, that a local gym couldn't take care of as far as the daycare. So I had to get creative and figure out how to work out at home on my own. So I started with um, a set of dumbbells. I think I had a curl bar that my uncle gave me from a garage sale or something and some bands. And I remember just kind of looking at some workouts online, um, looking at the CrossFit website a little bit um, and just putting some things together on my own in, in my basement while the kids napped or I would put them in their little play pin and do a few exercises and then interact with them and kind of just as the day went on, tried to get some workouts in. So well, what over was time, motivating you like at the time? Was it because you had been an athlete and you were like, I got to do something? Like what, what were you thinking kind of at that time that was motivating you to do this on your own? Yeah, that's a good question. I had done, I had run marathon. I'd run a lot of half marathons. I had competed in triathlons um, between our my first child and five years after we had our next one. Um, and so I had done the endurance training 
And I'd gotten a little burnout from that. But I also knew that just going from one to three kids, I was not going to have near the hours to put in to do endurance training anymore. You know, right. yeah, I mean, you know how it is two yeah. or three hours on Saturday, two or three on Sunday. Cause I had to do most of my long stuff on the weekends. Um, and so I knew I couldn't go back to that, but I still wanted to feel that fire of having something for myself. Um, I need an identity outside of being changing diapers, going to therapies, doctor's appointments, um, and being at home. Um, I just, yeah, part of it could have been the athletic mindset before too. And then, and then the obvious wanting to get your body back after a baby. And so weight training had kind of appealed to me in, in terms of doing it for myself. I'd always done it for sport and I just had to do, like I never put any thought into why I was doing it. I was just, you need to do this, go do your sets. And now I started becoming curious about why and how and how I could change my body. And could I get as good a shape as I was doing endurance training by just doing short um, strength training, high intensity circuits, you know? And according to the CrossFit website and the stuff that I had reading, they were stating that you could. And so part of it for me was kind of getting into the lab and doing a little experiment on myself too. Like, <laughs> could I, could I really get it? true. <laughs> right. Can I get in this kind of shape by doing half the work that I was before? Um, knowing that it was going to have to be true because I had no other options at that point. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was part of my motivation too. Um, I'm pretty self-motivated and driven personally anyway. That's just partly my personality and how I was raised, but yeah. Um, there's several pieces to that, yes. So how many days a week did you start out training? Oh, that would differ from week to week. Yeah. Um, probably I would say two consistently at the beginning. And I would and then obviously I'd take the kids out on walks and the strollers and stuff other days. But as far as like focused weight training, two to three, three would be iffy some weeks, but for sure two. Okay. So let's fast forward to today and then maybe we'll fill in the gaps a little bit. So sure. where are you today? So now I um, have expanded that same concept in business into what I call She Strength, which is more of a um, mindset of an online fitness nutrition program for women that were in my situation. Um, I coach people through an app that I send them workouts daily that are shorter in time, that don't require a lot of equipment, can be done in their living room, their basement, outside. A lot of them have actually turned their garages into some of a garage gym now. Um, and I, I coach them exactly how I did. I have some gals that start two days a week, some that work out five days a week, depending on their goals. But I basically take people through the process that I went through of discovering who I am and creating an identity for myself outside of motherhood, um, realizing I could still train for sport and I could still be competitive, even if I was only doing a few days a week, and then creating a squad. So then I group people into groups to where they get to be a part of a community and have their virtual gym online to still get the social aspects. So that's expanded. Then now I actually meet with people. We converted the back half of our barn into a gym. And so I have people from all over come and work out with me a couple of days a week, hands-on training because they want a little more than what the app provides. So they'll come out and I'll do classes or trainings and give them hands-on advice uh, according to the programs that they're following in the app too. So did you see any of this happening when you were working out with your dumbbells in your basement? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Uh, not at all. Um, people ask me that, like, is that why you started? I'm like, no, that wasn't even on my radar. I was right. I was in for sure survival mode at that point. Uh, survival mode. Yeah. And, how, so how many women come to you or download the app and start training with you? Do you get that story that they're just in survival mode? Uh, probably 90%. 90%. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. 
Because I think so many have the mindset of all or nothing. I think that's the mindset I combat the most. Um, yeah, yeah. If I can't get to the gym and do an hour, it's not worth my time. That I chunk workouts into like 10 or 20 minute segments that I can do at breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Or you're really serious? If I just start with two days a week, that's going to be effective? I'm like, well, yeah. For one, you're making habits. Two, you're convincing your body that it's you're worth your time. You're setting that schedule aside, even if it's not physically showing, you're mentally and emotionally preparing yourself for that. Um, and it's empowering to check that off your list one or two days a week. Well, and if you really don't believe that 10 minutes can hurt, you should just do one of your workouts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Usually people are like, why am I so sweaty? And I've only been doing something for like 15 minutes. Oh but, my gosh. Cause yeah. I'm doing just a lot of um, isometric strength training right now. I'm doing oh, okay. like bodybuilding stuff. I'm not really mm -hmm. doing a lot of complex movements. I'm just giving myself a mental break. And, um, but today I decided to do some agility work cause I'm thinking about running again. And so I was doing like some speed skaters and some ladder work, you know, some footwork and man, I did like five minutes of that. And I was like, <laughs> I, mean, just, yeah. I thought, gosh, I mean, literally my watch was five minutes and I thought, this is it, man. This is how you, you prove to yourself that a five minute workout, a 10 minute workout really matters. You just go at it hard. And I mean, you can't even breathe. Right. Right. And then you're glad it's only five or 10 minutes. <laughs> and then you're sore. I mean, then you're exactly. sore the next day. Exactly. So that's like the biggest hurdle you encounter is kind of convincing women that it's okay to do three, five, five minute workouts or how, I mean, how, how small is too small? Right. I don't think anything's too yeah. small because the biggest part for most women is convincing themselves they're worth it. Like if we get down to the deep nitty gritty reasons why people don't make time for themselves is that they feel like self-sacrifice is showing love. We talk about that all the time. Like um, when it's not necessarily the case, you can only give as much love to those around you and to your job and to your efforts outside of exercising than what you give to yourself. Um, so some people, it's super, super hard to do that. But if they make five minutes of it, one day a week, two days a week, we celebrate that because that's five or 10 minutes they wouldn't have done the week before. And so it's, I tell them it's your day one. Like this is the start of a pattern towards healthy living. It, it doesn't have to be everything all right. figured out today. Right. And so, so some people some just like foam rolling, like I'll just give them some foam rolling techniques. We do a lot of core stability breathing stuff. So their exercises might just be get your foam roller out, foam roll these two or three areas and do this breathing activity. And it's so funny because I, I coach a lot of women too, and I assign daily mobility work. And it's mm -hmm. like the assignment is 10 minutes in front of the TV or on Facebook or on your Instagram stretching. Right. Here's, right. here's some exercises, here's some apps, but I don't care what you do, just do it. And most of the time, everyone's like, this is so hard. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's really not. You just yeah. have to decide it's not hard. And then you just have to decide that you're worth it and do right. it because you right. have the time. To, you're watching TV anyway, or you're on yeah, your phone call anyway. Yeah, commercial i'm like this is your commercial workout which most people don't have commercials anymore but i'm right. like you can do this while you're laying there netflix binging so. yeah yeah that's so funny about commercials my husband and i were watching something on the real television <laughs> and we sat and watched tv and we watched commercials and he goes you know what i really enjoyed watching these commercials 
<laughs> and I was like, what? He I goes, don't think I those words seen... have ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> but he was like, these were really great commercials. I haven't seen commercials in so long. And I was like, oh my God, how old are you? Well, like, the worst part is when you go and you try to fast forward through them and you realize you're watching regular TV. I know. What is yeah. thing, this commercial thing? And like your kids can't even understand it. They're like, what no. is this television? Yeah. Hurry up. Get back to my show. So commercial workouts. Yeah, a little quick snippet. So what is an example, like, first couple workouts that, I mean, does it vary by person's ability? Do you kind of have the same intro workouts for everyone? Like, how does she strength work? Yeah, so usually, like, I'll have them fill out a health form, so I kind of get their initial goals. Um, I ask a lot about personality, how they're motivated, uh, how they're driven, what they're going to commit to, what, what they're going to realistically commit to, and then their experience. So usually I have people do a movement analysis. We'll do like a video chat or I'll have them video themselves and send me themselves doing some movement. So I can kind of see where imbalances are, um, where they might have weaknesses, um, for, you know, and then I kind of address the program from there. I have everyone go through typically that, that doesn't have a real recent background in exercise, do a one week weightlifting course with me. And so we'll go through five days. We'll cover the major movements. I'll have them practice them. They'll have a little workout that involves those movements. And then from there, it can go any direction. I have some gals in my group that are training for endurance. I'll put them in my my training squad that all of them are training for endurance events. So it's a little less heavy lifting, more um, corrective exercise, more core stability, hip corrective, you know, foot work, um, working on imbalances there. And then I have some that are like training for CrossFit and they do more weightlifting. And then I have some that are just, survival <laughs> and so <laughs> do they know they're in the survival group <laughs> yes because they actually are like make sure and put me in that one <laughs> um, and that are just maybe 10 or 15 minutes a couple days a week of a dumbbell circuit or a band circuit mm-hmm. so every month we do a different theme like we're getting ready to do snack attack for august so it's going to be all about nutrition but focusing on good healthy snacks they got to check in we'll do like a challenge with it we just finished um, bikini boot camp, which is more weight loss, um, inches lost focus. Um, we've done train for 5K. So like every month there's different themes and people can kind of jump around an app to what they're wanting to do based on what the theme is or what they're training for. But um, I have just a baseline she strength program that most people end up working towards. Um, we have a base program, an intermediate, and then what I call advanced or, or the regular she strength program. And it changes every week and it changes every month. Um, we work on different skills, different strengths. Um, but everything still can be done with a set of dumbbells or a barbell, no matter what okay, the workout yeah, that is. That's my next question. What equipment yeah. do they really need? So Yeah, it's yeah. modifications for everything. So usually a foam roller, barbell, dumbbells, and a band is what I tell people to start with. Not A barbell is not required, but okay, one of those two weight options, either barbell or dumbbells. So what are some of the success stories that you can share? I know you've probably encountered a ton of women. I mean, just in the two years since we talked, I mean, you were training people back then, mm-hmm. back then, back to, back then yeah. in the ancient days <laughs> of 2017. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know you've just touched a lot of, of lives by this point. And so what are some of the stories you might could share that might encourage someone listening? Yeah. My, I always tell people my transformation stories tend to be much less physical um, because we spend so much time on mindset and empowerment that, um, 
I mean, I just, I've worked with a lady for the last year. We just had our last session. Um, and I would say she lost 50 pounds right off the bat. Um, just learned how to strength train, taught her how to lift weights. She just got the courage to join a local gym. She's been going in there and she's like, I finally can go to the weight side and know what I'm doing. Yes. Um, but the, um, and then she's kind of had a lingering knee issue. So she also now knows kind of how to work that out, what she needs to be doing when it gets flared up. Um, and then also for her, I think the biggest piece when we were sitting down and talking about it last week was um, realizing uh, people in her life that were toxic or people in her life that are there encouraging her in the right way. She said, I never, ever realized that the people in my life that were sabotaging me or keeping me down until I found myself. And she's mm. like, you know, it took me, you know, figuring out who I am, taking care of myself, like realizing it was okay for me to work out. She has one son, she's a single mom. And she's like, you know, it, you, the guilt's already there. But then telling myself to work out five days a week for 30 or 40 minutes was really hard at first. But then it got easier. And then I started realizing how much better I felt. And then I started getting confidence. And then when I started getting confidence, I started being able to look around from a different viewpoint and realize not all these people are actually benefiting me or helping me or are good for me. And so she's kind of had to go through like the last six months. Literally, she didn't lose a lot of weight, but she said the baggage that she's lost as far as, <laughs> you know, in terms of her people and figuring out healthy relationships and that sort of thing has been really good for her. Um, so that's, that's a, such cool a good story. point. Yeah. Yeah. Once you realize kind of what you can ask of yourself and the things that you're not going to allow yourself to get away with all of a sudden you're like, why am I letting this person talk to me like that? You know, yeah. it's, it's so op eye opening. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, um, I also had another gal that, um, She's one that I've known for years and years. And this is the first summer she messaged me that she ever wore a shirt with her arm showing. Um, she said, Oh, one of my sisters, the arm club. Yeah. This is the first year I've ever, ever even bought a shirt without covering all the way down past my elbows. And she's like, you know, it's not so much that I even feel like my arms are where I want them, but that I just don't care anymore. What right. people think about my arms. Cause I know I'm working on them and I know the work I'm putting in. And gosh, they want to show that, you know, like, um, so that was, a, I, I'm just getting ready to share her story on a blog here pretty soon. That was a pretty fun one. Um, she's an empty nester. And so again, just now realizing never lifted weights in her life and just started picking up weights in the last few weeks. In fact, one of the gals that kind of works out with her, some messaged me and said, you will not believe this. And my husband thinks I'm insane, but I just bought a barbell, my first barbell at almost age 60. Oh, that's <laughs> she's so like, cool. A year ago, I would have told you you were crazy if I was spending my birthday money on this, but I am <laughs> so excited about this dang barbell. You don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. So what are some of the um, like fundamental moves that you think, like if you had to pick four, four movements that are the most beneficial for say women, like 30 to 50, what, what are the things that people are leaving out of their workouts? Uh, I would definitely say, uh, just because this has come into my life in the last few years, um, and I've had the opportunity to work with people much smarter than me and much more intelligent that have allowed me to learn underneath them. Um, but core stability is probably the big one because that's how I was able to um, 
work on my own shoulder and heal an injury without having to have surgery for it. So experiencing the power of it myself, that's a game changer. Um, and so I think it doesn't matter what lift you're doing, what movement you're doing, it, you have to learn how to stabilize through your core. And we have to get away from the concept of sucking in our stomach or chest up or arching our back. Um, our core communicates stability to our brain. And if we don't know how to pressurize and stabilize correctly through the core, our brain actually limits the range of motion in our joints. Um, and so I tell people we have to learn to quit moving with the brakes on. Um, mm, so when you learn to pressurize and stabilize correctly through your core, we use the concept of a soup can all the time. If you, if you can fill your soup can full of air and you go to try to crush a soup can full of air, it's impossible to crush. But if you have dents in your soup can by sucking your stomach in or arching your back when you move or you lift, you can step on a dented soup can and crush it pretty easily. And so I probably spend the majority of my time teaching that first because nothing else matters until you learn how to do that. And so yeah. why are we not, why do we not have core strength? Did we never learn it? Is it just years oh, of sitting at a desk? <laughs> that's part of it. We, we, we do it really, really well from like age zero to like three, typically studies show anyway. And then from age three, then we start cr- developing incorrect breathing and movement patterns. And, and some of the doctors that I've, consulted with or work with kind of attribute it to us starting school sooner and, and we're sitting earlier oh, interesting. or we encourage develop um we encourage kids to rush through the development process that creates those movement patterns like walking before you crawl or you know, not making kids roll over enough or tummy time like some of those developmental things that create core stability and correct movement patterns globally in our bodies are skipped over basically so there's lots of theories those are just the ones that i've heard but injuries too like if you get injured or you know sit a certain way all the time your body will create it overcompensate basically and create a, a, a wrong movement pattern and over time that becomes your normal movement pattern and so we have to go back and relearn that basically so, wow okay so core stability what else one i squatting is another one that i see all the time most women have really concave knees or really really weak hips so the only way we stabilize is by most women don't know how to use their legs to lift i'll say that everyone that i work with lifts with their shoulders and their neck even if it's a leg exercise they're going to pinch their shoulders up to their ears or they're going to round their upper back or they're going to arch their low back but when i get them in a correct position to where they have to just use their legs they do not know how to use their legs Um, and so Again, first, core stability has to happen. And then second, we have to learn how to use our legs, how to, how to use your big toe to pressurize into the floor to activate the glutes, um, and how you have to have a neutral spine to actually use your legs correctly. And so not overcompensating in other areas first, and then learning how to squat and, and deadlift and use your legs to actually lift is another one. Most yeah. women are like, my legs are so strong, and they are strong, but you're not even using them. That's the great thing. <laughs> you're using I your neck. <laughs> That was me. That was me. I was never a strong, even though I was a weightlifter, I was never strong in the squat position. And I, and I realized I, I got some corrective work, um, on my squats done just this past Mm -hmm. summer. And I realized I wasn't using my big toe. Like you mentioned, I was concentrating so much to try and keep my heels down that I did just let my big toe rise up. And and the guy I was working with, he's like, put your toe down. What are you doing? And he could see my toe through my shoe. And I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? My toe's up. And he's like, yes. And so, you know, those little cues are 
are everything. It's so yes. funny. Yes. No, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So core and squat and what, yeah. what other? Yeah. Um, I would, um, I, this is going to sound silly, but like jumping or running. Um, mm, yeah. Just basic movement. Um, learning how to, you know, cross body movement. Because most women, the first thing they default to is running. Because it's easy. You just throw your shoes on and you go out the door. But but it's a skill. <laughs> you have to learn how to, to run or jump in a correct way that doesn't lead to plantar fasciitis or doesn't lead to tendonitis or low back pain. So a lot of the skills and stuff we do in the app or we do in my classes are translate over to skill work of running or jumping. So... I would say I spend a lot of time on that too. That's probably not your typical one, but I feel like that's the one I coach a lot because that's, yeah. I want to provide value to what people can do and will do and want to do. And so running tends to be one that I yeah. hear a lot. So. so what is one thing that you do on a daily basis that contributes to your health, happiness, and success? This podcast is the same 24 hours and you sure make a lot out of your 24 hours, Anna. So what is something that you find yourself doing on a daily basis that's for yourself and that contributes to your health, happiness, and success? That that one's probably going to be, this is one I've developed more from self-discovery myself. Like because I'm around people a lot and I spend a lot of time talking all day long, for me, it's, it's 10 or 15 minutes of nothing. I am more of an introvert, surprisingly, uh, and I need my quiet time. So I have to have that to recharge. So my friends that are close to me always laugh because if I'm on Snapchat or something, I'm on a Darla walk. Our dog is named Darla. And if, if I snap something about being out with her, they all know that that's my, like, I'm getting my quiet time in for the day. I'm going to take my 10 or 15 minutes and just unplug, get away from everything and everyone and just have quiet. And that I literally crave that every day. If I don't get it, People know it. <laughs> I <laughs> just else need pays. to unload. Yes. Um, and I do a lot of just um, kind of diffusing, like just mental tasks of like not trying to compare myself to my list that I'm going to get done or not get done that day. Like I think a lot of times during the day I tell myself, you're not your list. You are not what you get done today. You, know, you are who you are despite that. Yeah. I struggle with that too. And one of the hacks that I've kind of come up with um, is I just tell myself you have all the time that you need to complete yes. everything that you need to get done. Right. And I just tell myself I have this abundance of time because my big, you know, problem is thinking I'm running out of time. Yes. I so think. I just tell myself I have en- I have as much time as I need to complete what I need to. And that really helps, even though it's total garbage. Yes. <laughs> sometimes. I, you. I know. It, it helps. Sometimes that's all it takes. You have to just like go there. That's uh, right. Well, Anna, thank you so much again for coming back on and and giving us the update. And so everyone can find you at SheStrength. Is that right? Uh Yeah, or Instagram or Facebook, obviously. Awesome. Well, I'll post up everything in the show notes and keep doing what you're doing, lady. You're making a difference. Well, thank you so much.